Welcome, Three Sheets Nation, to the memorial service for Ellen's energy adventure. Kindly remain seated with your drink in hand as we remember those lost attractions that have gone before us. And heed this warning. Three Sheets to the Mouse contains adult language and humor not designed for younger patrons. Could everyone please take their seats? Welcome, family and friends, to the Three Sheet Services. We're gathered here today to show our love for all things Disney and to say our final farewell to a dear friend and family member. I now invite our brother Tim to come up and lead us in today's service. Tim? As many of you already know, on August 13th, 2017, we lost one of our own. Friends, family, listeners, Ellen, Alex Trebek, Bill Nye, and yes, even you stupid Judy. We are gathered here today to pay our respects and to honor Ellen's energy adventure, an attraction that has, since 1996, given us solace from the hot Florida sun, a cheeky lesson about the piggy bank, or the ding dang, or the big bang, or enough time for a 45 minute air conditioned hobo nap on probably one of the most hemorrhoid inducing seats on property with 499 of your closest strangers. Her automated guided vehicles are far from the most comfortable, though I myself have taken many a nap on her hard, flat, featureless plastic benches, head slumped over to one side, snoring and drooling. Ah, good times. I'm going to miss riding through her dank darkness while the musty smell of her Jurassic mildew wafts through my nose as I pass under the snot-spewing Brontosaurus and the spitting Ornithomimus. The times we spent listening to KNRG were the most enjoyable. Friends, we shall never again hear the moans and groans of her soundtrack that sounded like we accidentally stumbled upon a Triassic orgy that always got my primeval juices going. Gone is her rainbow-colored and mirror-decorated facade that possibly made you think that Mannequin's Dance Club had moved to Epcot from Pleasure Island. Our sweet, sweet Ellen was but a mere 21 years old when the Walt Disney World gods decided that her time at Epcot was over and she was to be called upon to the attraction graveyard in the sky. Her life was cut down way too early. She didn't deserve this. All she needed was a sprucing up, a nip here, a tuck there, a tightening somewhere else. She could have been made pretty again, but that wasn't to be. She was struck down in her prime to make way for the hottest new thing. Some say the demise of Ellen's energy adventure was ExxonMobil turning their backs on her and withholding the things she needed most. Money. Others say it was our episode 17, Armchair Imagineer episode where we fantasized about taking her out ourselves and replacing her with a newer, younger model. But alas, it was none of those things. It was the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, the conspiracy theories are true. That delinquent band of misfits is responsible for the extinction of our beloved Ellen, eager to turn our elderly lady into an IP lady and thrill ride. Those backstabbing bastards. And now I'd like to invite my fellow hosts to say a few words in memory of the late Ellen's energy adventure. 
I first met Ellen uh, back in summer of 2000. It was hot, it was humid, and quite honestly, I, I was just looking for a place to cool off. Uh, what I didn't know that I would find a quirky, snarky, vivacious woman ready to educate and entertain me. Now, Ellen has had her funny moments over the years, from her snarky rapport with Bill Nye and to hers and my own hatred of stupid Judy. I will forever miss her apathy from where our energy comes from, but I will also miss her excitement to play the home version of Jeopardy. Now, Ellen was old. She was dusty. She needed her work done, but she always stayed true to who she was never caring that anyone and everybody slept on her, slept through her. She was always there to make you learn that all energy started with that Big Bang. The death of Ellen has now given rise to something good. We will never hear Willard Scott make silly puns or annoying Chris Berman say, back, 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 ever again. Ellen, I'm sure that wherever you are, you will also be happy to see them go. So it was with a great sadness for the first 10 minutes of this ride that I say farewell. As for the remaining 35, well, I just don't remember what they are. And I'm sure it's no longer painful and that you will be happier in Attraction Heaven. And now, friends and family, if you will, join us over in the Wonders of Life Pavilion and for some drinks and appetizers and share your thoughts and memories about a, a beloved attraction. Tim, that was beautiful, man. That was that really was awesome. beautiful. That was really good. How you holding up? Uh, not bad. It's a little rough. It's still, it's yeah. still raw. She, you know, look. Told me yesterday. I think everybody liked her deep down inside. I think she was a nice lady. She was wonderful. But uh, you know, it's sad to see her go. She, she was always a good spot for a nap. Yeah, this, this is true. She gave us a lot of support. What time? Uh, when did you guys arrive? Out maybe midday yesterday. Yeah, you guys staying for a while? You stick around? Yeah. Can't, not this time. Yeah. We all have work the next day. Yeah, I know, I know, man. Holy fuck! Oh shit! It's Here about it time again. that thing died. Did you hide the liquor at least this time? Shit! Oh, my like my goddamn it. ass still hurts from that thing. Hey, Jason. What's doing, Jason? How's it going? Damn, nice job, by the way. You almost made me want to believe that that's what you felt. Uh, oh, buddy, buddy. You know, you know, I can't believe they got alcohol here. They got this fucking beer, Hanalai. It's fantastic. Yeah, how many have you had, man? Well, well, this is the first one here, but what the hell are you drinking? 
Uh, you know, uh, I wanted to toast the lady in a classy way, so uh, I got some uh, some Bamore scotch. You know, something something classy like uh, to remember her. You know, she was wonderful, wonderful ride. Mm-hmm. If you like hemorrhoids, as stated before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess. I mean, look, it was fun. It was something. Yeah, Tim. What do you? Uh, what'd you get at the bar? They had a, a Shiraz at the bar. Nice, nice. Nice black pearl Shiraz from Africa. I just like the fact that they still had some leftover flower and garden cups that we got to house with. Well, that's true. You know, Disney never did. Uh, never did right by her, I guess. Throw the leftovers. Cut corners wherever they could for that section of. Well. Look, I'm going to tell you guys, I don't know how anybody ever slept in that thing. That was so motherfucking uncomfortable. You guys must have been drunk. Because even drunk, I couldn't fall asleep in there. You know what? That that kind of reminds me of a funny story about Ellen. Uh, One time, you know, we obviously, it's hot. You wanted to escape from the heat. So you go in there and it's nice and air conditioned for 45 minutes. And, uh, And we got seated in the front row. And you know that scene where it's kind of like you're going through the uh, through the Triassic period and you have that sunset in the background with the, the brontosaurus? Yeah. There's uh, it, It's a little light in there. So I just turned around and I kid you not, everybody behind me was napping. I did not see one head straight up. Well, here's, here's another thing about that ride is my bladder is only the size of a shot glass. So by the time I got done the first time riding that, I had to piss so bad. I almost thought, you know what? Maybe wearing the pins in Disney isn't a bad idea. <laughs> the pins probably might have made the bench seem a little bit more comfortable. Probably would have. <laughs> a little more padding. But I will tell you this, though. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Ellen persona. She was good. And that's prob that was probably my favorite out of that. And when I think about it, I love the pre-show. I do too. I love that film. Yeah. I mean, if it was more like that, where it was more entertaining, Ellen was this is in her high energy. she's high energy. So it kept you up, it kept you excited, it kept you going, and then you get inside. And all that just goes away. Yeah, it's it's a sl- it it literally is a slow crawl through what seems like four hundred million years of history. Well, did you see? I was introduced later at twenty fourteen. I had no idea this was family, so I didn't get a chance to see it in its early days. Uh, the early days were the best days with the um, the cubes. I don't know. I'm going back a little bit, but the actual first pre-show when had these multi-sided cubes that would turn, and the projector is a special kind of Rodak. They're turn. called Rodak cubes. Rodak cubes. So they'd have two screens on each sides of these cubes, and they were computer controlled. So they would turn and angle depending on what's being showed on the screen. Mm, and okay. They, it was just like when you think about when this attraction first opened, that was some pretty high tech cool shit that you didn't get to see every place else. To be yep. replaced by just a regular 2D movie was kind of a letdown. 
No, but at the end of the day, that pre-show was pretty cool. It had some like interactivity when interactivity was not a thing. You know, I I love when when she's talking to you and she comes on screen. She's like, and now someone I don't even know reminds me that there's no eating, drinking, or flash photography allowed in my dream. And then the cast member's there, and that's a, that's and a she, fun. And she mocks the cast member. She breaks a fourth wall. She mocks the cast member. Yeah, and it's, she singles it's a out fun... somebody for their dress or whatever. whatever yeah. It was. It's it's a it was a really great pre-show or first film or scene one, uh, whatever you want to call it. And Disney did right by that. But like Tim said, you know, you take someone that's high energy, someone who's, you know, loves to dance and you go through a 45 minute crawl and that animatronic Ellen with the spear it's just weird. It looks so bad. That didn't even make it for the full length of the ride. It died in 2014. Yeah. With her energy, she belonged in the rock and roller coaster. She could have pulled it off. Oh, I agree. I, I think she's she's a wonderful addition to the park. They could have pulled that energy through the whole ride instead of just reusing the animatronic portion of the ride from the original attraction mm-hmm. and half-assing the refurb when they changed it over. But being introduced to her while it's in the old folks' home, I knew as soon as I had my first conversation that you're going to die soon. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that this, this attraction was gone, you know. And just by, just by doing it that one time, I'm like, there's no, there's no way this is going to last. You see, what hurt my head the most is that this outlasted a whole pavilion. This outlasted the Wonders of Life Pavilion, which actually had some amazing stuff in it. Yeah. So I don't quite understand how it lasted as long as it did. That is pretty impressive because if like obviously in the nineties Disney was all about celebrity cameos. And this had a ton of them. Michael Richards, uh Chris Berman. Willard Scott, Bill Nye. I mean, this was, uh, you know, Alex Trebek, Jamie, Alex Trebek, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. It had a ton of cameos in it. And this outlasted um, Cranium Command, which the list for that is, you know, in 1996, is like A-list celebrities. You have Body Wars, too, which yeah, is body an actual Wars. thrill ride. Yeah. Which it, was, if you, if you... If many people, it's the same exact ride system as Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you look at the cars, they are the same exact setup. It was a little more rough of a ride, but that was also because it was using the older programming. Yeah. I only got to ride that once. Ellen, I rode a lot. I rode Ellen a lot. Because it's, it was nice to sit down for the 45 minutes. It was nice yeah, but to how, relax. How, how emotionally attached were you? I mean, emotionally sitting here with it like I said, finally dead. Like what, I said. What the, is your emotional... Tr- well, the first 10 minutes. I'm going to miss the, that that pre-show. That that video with Alex Trebek and they go into her dream and they make some funny jokes. And, you know, what do you get when you fall asleep watching TV? A crick of the neck? I mean, they were funny. It was fun. A lot of Disney, it's missing that comedy recently yeah. in my opinion there's nothing that will you'll sit there and you'll laugh at like you'll laugh at that pre-show and the rest of the ride was missing that comedy they were missing that that energy 
you know, no pun, well, pun intended, I guess. But they were missing that. You know, you go through it and again, the piggy bank thing, that was funny, you know. But after that, it's like uh, it gets it gets dry, you know. Can I ask you, you know how uh, did did she ever personally like um, Jack Sparrow and Johnny Depp? You know, Johnny Depp would show up for the real ride. And did she ever just show up and just like go on the back of the ride and come out and say, hey, guys, Not to my knowledge, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we ever saw her at really, the park. I don't really think that was a thing back then. Like Johnny Depp was the first true one that I know of to do that. I mean, you've got to, you got to like Neil Patrick Harris comes to Disneyland and Disney world all the time. So, but he's only a voiceover on, uh, California screaming. He does this, the attraction spiel. I don't recall Ellen ever doing anything like that. I also, I mean, I don't think he, Neil Patrick Harris, when he goes, he goes with his kids and his husband. I don't think he's really there just to entertain Mm-mm. like Johnny Depp would be. Like, Johnny Depp actually goes into his attraction and actually becomes a character in the attraction. Well, I think at this point, Johnny Depp thinks he is. Well, yeah. yeah exactly. he, if, if, if basically he is. Uh, listening to him talk, I'm kind of like, dude, you're leaning more towards idiot than actor. Yeah, well, he's because he's I, essentially become Jack Sparrow. Exactly, and I think that's kind of that's that's so weak. But Ellen's not Ellen anymore. Don't give me you no. Know, hang on, I love I love me some Jack Sparrow and I love me some Johnny Depp. Don't get me wrong, um, and I love me some Ellen. But you know, it's is that how they evolved? Where I, I don't know. I mean, not to jump ship here and disrespect the uh, newly covered dirt. Yeah. So. The corpse isn't even cold yet, man. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Drunk, you know. But the thing is, I do, I do see, like with anything with Disney, especially when it's there for a decade or more, the nostalgia. Where if somebody comes to Disney and they experience it, it's almost like you're taking, like their first trip away, like a piece of their first trip. You know, a piece of their a memory of. You know, I remember when my son fell asleep on my lap here, and it was just, it was a. It made me realize that wow, I work way too much, you know, or something, you know, and 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 I get it that there's going to be a certain level of, um, you know, I mean, yeah, but I don't think you're uh, getting that with Ellen's. Yeah, don't you're not get like when when Toad closed down and people were legitimately sad about that. When um, Norway closed down and all of a sudden everybody was like, oh my god, I love Norway, I love Maelstrom, mm-hmm. you know, despite the fact that. There was walk on yeah ten minute walk on weights most of the time. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that last weekend there was ninety hour, two hours, you know that kind of yeah, thing. yeah. But you but you got to you know, remember, damn. I mean, no, look, ninety minutes, we, hour, <laughs> two hours, that kind of thing. We are ones that take advantage of. It doesn't matter if it's at our home life or we take advantage of people around us. We take advantage that the right is there. Mm-hmm. There's a certain level of comfort that the right is there if I want to do it. Yeah, and you know, so I'm. I mean, it's so when it's gone, you know, the old you don't know what you miss until it's gone. Well, I, I mean, maybe it's not with Ellen. I don't get that pull with Ellen. The thing was a pain in my ass. I mean, I did it a couple times, and and I, I don't. Well, I, mean, I thought it was time for something new. Here's the thing: I haven't ridden it in three years because I can't take Ethan on that ride. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't show him Ellen. 
You know, he's not going to sit for 45 minutes on a ride. Show him the pre-show. Yeah, you know what? That was that's something I probably should have done because I think he would have liked that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'll still listen to the pre-show on my on my phone. Uh, I'll still listen mm-hmm. to the ride uh, the ride audio for the first 15 minutes. Well, the the score is not awful. No, score's it good. It has a very nice, like, big open score. I mean, it, it's an adventure score, if anything. And, I mean, if you truly listen to it, it, it sort of, it has that comedic adventure score is the best way I can explain it. it, it you yeah. think of 80s comedic adventure movie and that's that score. But, I mean, to what we were, what Jason was saying before about, you know... Ellen and Johnny Depp and all that. When you think about when this ride was constructed and turned into Ellen, Ellen didn't have her talk show yet. Ellen was actually a fleeting star. The only reason why I honestly think it stuck around for as long as as it did was because the talk show got so popular. Yeah. I mean, the when you think about it, Ellen had her um, sitcom. Yeah, well, this was sitcom Ellen. Right, and this is what sitcom Ellen was, and this is not the same Ellen that you now have or had in the attraction. This is a totally different creation, and I mean, more power to her, but she recreated herself, but it just, the only reason why that ride honestly stuck around was because of that. I don't think she would go back in to re-record a Jeopardy segment. No. Because she didn't need, she doesn't need to. Can can I will say I I you know this is the last incarnation of Alex Trebek's mustache. <laughs> you know we we watched a, an old video of the ride yesterday and I was like oh look it's Alex Trebek's mustache. He's, yeah, because he doesn't have it anymore. That was early stages, like an infant Alex Trebek mustache. Mm-hmm. The mustache has been gone for a number of years. I still love you know and partially love this ride because I love watching Jeopardy. I love to come home. Because it's on here at 7 p.m. Sit down, have some dinner, play some Jeopardy, the home version. It's a lot of fun. What is rain, Alex? I can't say I watched it at all. I don't have TV, so... But I, I can't say I watched Jeopardy at all. I used to, but eh. It gets boring. It's a fun game show. that You know, and it's it's a long history of my grandma watching Jeopardy. So it's the best always part about that game show is when Alex Trebek gets super condescending. I know. My favorite part. <laughs> that was the only. That's the only part I wished for every episode, and it didn't happen every episode, so it wasn't as much fun. They brought that into the into the ride too. Yes, exactly. when he's like, and uh, Albert Einstein is essentially existentially nowhere. <laughs> Exactly, but I love the the condescending Alex Trebek. You cannot. Be yeah, that. and when Ellen goes, "Oh, this is such a nightmare," and he goes, "Oh, that's your first correct <laughs> answer." Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, anyways, not to throw a wrench in your your flow because I disrupted your flow, but you guys get your flow back because I'm gonna go grab me another beer. Oh God, more beer for him. Yeah, that's that's what just what we need. Lucky Great. us. Yeah. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, he's gonna be talking about. How bad Michael Richards was. Who even invited him? I don't know, man. He always just shows up. He does. Realize that. (laughs) Yeah, he just you know him and Mikey just. I'm glad Mikey's not here because it'd be even worse. Ugh, it would be. Did it? Did anyone? Did anyone tell him about Ellen? He doesn't know. 
He Oh, he has to know. He knows it's today, right? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Shit. Oh shit, we probably should have told him. Uh, maybe somebody uh. texted him. Yep. You know, you know what? He'll probably show up next week and be like, oh, "I'm here. Let's do this." Pretty much. Always late yeah. to the party. But so Tim, in your in your eulogy, you talked about the uh KNRG segment. Yeah. The radio station Again, radio segment. Yeah, the radio the radio segment of the ride. Again, this is this was the problem I had with it is that it got super dull. Right. Like all of a sudden you're just in a dark room, there's no lights, it's just a blank screen and the radio tower that they got going on and you hear, you know, the disembodied announcer voice and Willard Scott. I mean, it's- even before that though, when you're away, if you happen to be in the wrong v- car, it took forever to get out of that first theater. Oh man, if you were in that last car, yeah, oh. you didn't go anywhere for like a good, and you're just watching, and it's not a fast moving no, attraction yeah, well, by any stretch no, of the imagination. No way. You're no sitting way. there for a good five minutes waiting for the cars just to go past you, and I'm, I'm already. And we always seem to point. sit in either oh, the second to last or the last one. And there's six in a show. Yes, yeah. And they're gigantic. They hold like, and it's got to go in a line yeah. too. They hold like eighty. Yeah. So like, so like, it's like one, one on you know the first two rows, then merge, and then the second two. Oh man, if you were in one of those last cars, yeah. you're, you're done. Oh. You're asleep you're before asleep. you leave the first you're room. Asleep by the time you get into the see the dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it, yeah, yeah. that attraction full. I've never seen all those cars filled with people. Oh, I don't think I've, I have either. I don't think I've ever seen the attraction. In its entirety, awake. No, hell, I mean, I, I think Oof. I remember one you ride. What? One time we rode it, and it was just me and Adam in one whole car by ourselves. <laughs> and we and sat I in the back row. Asleep. I think, I think one time I stayed away for the whole thing because I tweeted Ellen afterwards. I was like, "Hey, at Ellen DeGeneres, I stayed awake for your entire ride." She, she probably doesn't even respond. know what you're talking about. <laughs> she doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what pornography are you watching? The Big well, Bang? The Piggy what, Bang? What was it? You might have been thinking about The Seas with Nemo and Friends. That's mm. true, too. That's right. She's in that, too. So she's not she's not totally dead and gone. No, she will still live on partially. No, but it, like I said, it's a different Ellen. Yeah, it is. It is a different Ellen. Totally different haircut, too. Yeah. She's, she still looks like a really? pretty lesson boy. But it's like more like the Jonathan Brandeis hair. Yeah. Just looks like pixie haircut to me. Just same crap. <laughs> but yeah, as you go through that, as you go through that KNRG radio station thing, it just you know that's the those are the portions of the ride that got super dull and super boring. You just start to tune it out, but there's nothing to look at. Yeah. See, I just remember that that portion being very loud. It is very well. You got Chris Berman, but it was just extremely loud because I remember waking up in that room. Yeah, because it just you're bombarded by noise. Yeah, you are and the static, and it just, of course, it didn't keep me awake, but it would just like jar me out of my nap, which was kind of like disturbing. an alarm clock. Yeah, it was just it was just boring about like because it, it, it was the transition from the ice age to or the dinosaurs to the ice age to, um, uh, to kind of like modern caveman. It, it, I couldn't it, tell you. I didn't stay awake. Through. It was, it, you know, it's, it was just one of those segments that got boring. Kind of like it's when too long. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of like when she's she's uh, in the helicopter learning about like solar power. It's just all of those all of those movies because, you know, it, the ride was kind of broken up into segments where it would go through a section and then end with a movie and you'd sit and watch a movie for a few minutes. And each of those movies were just dull compared yeah. to the first pre-show. It, it, it didn't flow properly. Yeah. And I don't know who's to blame for that. I mean, how how do you make this topic this and give as much information as they did and still make it entertaining? I mean, you had one of the most entertaining science people around. I know. He was at his height of his popularity. And then. you had Ellen. Is it and we had, weren't around back then? That's the problem. Is it me or does Bill? No, but even even you can say around back then, but even so, it was just boring as boring back then as it is now it's not they would have gave the project to us we would have fine-tuned that son of a bitch and we wouldn't be at a funeral right now just saying wait jason we all wanted (laughs) there was not one of us who kept this (laughs) right the way it was We all we all took a whack at her. Yeah, this this yeah. wasn't something we said. Oh, we can tweak this and fix that. No, we said no. Up, mother fingers up. We're demoing the bitch and we're sitting here at a funeral, mourning her death. But we all wanted her dead. So I mean, yeah, we're not gonna end the will. That's all right. It's all good. But I mean, it's all justified you know, though. She but, left a nice piece of property that we can do something yeah. with. Now. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Very... Is it? Is it me? <laughs> Did she leave us the house? <laughs> <laughs> she left us uh, cars. But is it me and, and think think back to the uh the I guess the movies on the ride. Is it me or does Bill Nye seem annoyed to be doing this with Ellen? You know what? Like it sounded like Bill he was Nye like, always was annoyed, sounds annoyed though. It sounded like that yeah, and I, I saw it, it sounded like we that. watched it yesterday. And I was like, Wow, Bill Nye likes he's like, I really don't want to be doing this, but some clause in his Duh, contract I know. With, ABC or something told him he had to do this. Hmm. Well, I also think the real issue here is that Bill Nye can't really act. No. No. And I think they expected a little too much from Mr. Bill Nye. Uh, He's great at giving presentations. He's great at teaching science. Do not actually give this man a true script. You know who they should have got to do this right, but it was probably past his prime was Mr. Wizard. Again, he was. If you watch, if you replay some of those, he is so dull on camera. We tried watching his new show, Mister. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Bill Nye saves the universe. Or something. Oh, Bill Nye. No, no. I'm talking about Mister Wizard. Mister oh, Wizard no, on camera was so like, okay. And now you're going to do this little Billy, and do you see that? You see what's? It was so weird to because I kind of like, that just sounds totally creepy. What you just said. <laughs> I don't want to go this down this road anymore. Please. <laughs> No, that's why. Why do you think they called him Mister Wizard? All right, next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but Bill Nye just seemed like so disinterested in in doing this on camera. Yeah. Well, you know, and again at the beginning, he was extremely high energy in the first movie. Uh, yeah, he was frantic and poorly acted, but he was there. He showed up, and then halfway through, I think it got boring. And I mm-hmm. think he knew. I wonder if that has to do with the fact that it was rushed to get out. Because when they first opened the ride, it was like a, a mix of the old and the new, and they were still filming the final movies. Yeah, so I wonder if that was the, the, the case. Probably just wasn't thought yeah. all the way through when they were 
doing the the directing and the script writing for that. I mean, it, it's it's sad to see the ride go because you know you're taking. I'll say it this way: this was one of the last few edutainment rides in Epcot, and I understand the need to make Epcot great again and to bring shit back to the park. But more IPs, less original Epcot. I think I, I think Disney's losing sight of what it's supposed to be, because see, I think America's losing sight. Well, that's of what a problem. It's supposed to be. I th- see. I don't. I I feel kind of opposite with this, and I'm just gonna. You know, as a kid, I was always fascinated by space. Mm-hmm. Like even before I watched Star Wars or anything like that, I was always like you're, it, the first thing you think about it. It's the great unknown. It, it's just this pretty like with all the lights in the sky, no matter where you are, it's the same. And it's one thing that pretty much the whole world has in common is you look up, you're going to see those guards. You're going to wonder what's up there. Yeah. No matter what. So as a kid. I think they're doing it right for all those kids who are interested in space, who might not necessarily care so much about, you know what, we're, we're using dinosaur soup to fill our cars. And you know what, at the end of the day, there's a good chance that, that we're, we're learning more and more and we're leaning less and less towards that. Yeah. With the electric vehicles, with the hybrid vehicles. So after a while, this, this attraction's not going to make sense. Nuclear energy, which was pushed all throughout this, all throughout this attraction, mm-hmm. wasn't a is not really a thing anymore. We don't look to it as like something that this might work after all the tragedies we had with it. I mean, solar is up and coming, but they say in this particular attraction they say it's it's not realistic yeah. enough right now. Yeah. So I mean. There, there's a lot of contradictory messages, as considering that the attraction was run by solar panels and powered mostly by solar panels. There was a lot here that it, it's going to get it, it. It's closing at a at the good time before we get so totally outdated that it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I I I, I see what you're saying. I, I mean, I think, like I said, the ride itself. This shows the message is outdated and it's time for it to go. You know, it's time to, to, you know, put her in the ground and, and cover it with some dirt and put something exciting there. Because if you can get people, like, like you said, if you can get someone excited for space and then usher them through the, through the exit and like test track where you can say, okay, see what we're doing with cars in the future. Let's, let's learn about that. But what fueled the space race and, the, and what got us to the moon was 50s and early 60s sci-fi. That's what sparked the creativity for these people to go into science. That's what sparked this creativity to to um, to to go to uh, advanced mathematics. You know, so it was it was the imagination, like Adam was saying, that that if I can imagine the space, I can if I can dream it, then I know it sounds cliche, but then you can build it. So I agree wholeheartedly with you there. I mean, we're looking at stuff that's that's technology and everything that's already existing. We need to 
get people excited about looking for the next thing. And I don't think anybody's doing that right now, to be honest with you. But do you think putting like Guardians of the Galaxy or IPs in there that aren't really going to teach a message? They're just going to be like a filler where you go in there. It's exciting. That's culture is. And we I don't know they're you. not going to teach a message. Hang on a second. But the thing is, is like I said before, if it sparks the imagination to want, what if that third grader that's in the Guardians is, is his imagination is sparked and he's the one who develops the hyperdrive because he saw it first in imagination. So, you know, and that's just it. Let's not, let's, let's pull back from the, the learning experience and let's say that it's okay to dream. So let's start the dreams again. And then build off of that. So that's that's my point on it. No, it that's a good point. Just look at Star Trek. And I mean, growing up, 70s, 80s, all the gadgets that were in Star Trek, we're slowly getting right now. Yes, we are. So, I mean, and somebody had to think that this was possible at one point. Well, and the guy that created right. the handheld phone, the cellular phone, he was inspired by Star Trek. He wasn't inspired by going to a museum. He wasn't inspired by researching existing technologies. He was excited about pushing the envelope. You're right. Hey, you know what? If Guardians of the Galaxy leads to warp drive, I'm all for that. There you go. Because we could could be doing this show in three years on Mars. That's right. I would love to be on Mars. That would be so awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I would, to be honest with you, I would love to sit on the moon and have a cup of coffee and watch the Earth on Lake Armstrong. Yes. Beautiful no, Earth 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 <laughs> at, at oh Disneyland Mars. How beautiful! That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'm excited for what the future holds for for this attraction. I'll, I am sad to see Ellen go, um, but at the same time, it's time. It's time for her to be put down. It's time for her to be laid to rest and remembered, you know, the same way that people talk about Epcot Center. You know, it was a, it was what was necessary in 1982. It's what was necessary up to, you know, the mid nineties. But as we've gotten, as we've gotten older as a, as a nation, as we've gotten older as Disney fans, Maybe it's time to, to, you know, flash a little cleavage. Well, maybe it's time to pass the torch. Yeah. Because my son isn't, my son isn't going to say, oh, we're going to do Ellen. But you ride that Guardians ride with him. And the next time we go to Disney, oh, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah. You make sure we do that ride. So, I mean, maybe it's time to, to pass that torch and, and get the younger guys excited again to start fueling this next generation of, of Disney World, Epcot. And everything in between. I mean, to be honest, when I first rode 20,000 leagues under this D as a kid, uh, all I wanted to be was a marine biologist. Yeah. That's right. all I wanted to study what's going on underneath the ocean. And that's because it cap- it sparked something in me. It captured. It, it set me going on a path that made me interested. Yes. It wasn't the boring, stale edu- education stuff. It was right. the exciting stuff. It's stuff that I don't get to see every day. And yeah. I to- I totally feel you, Adam, because I was the same way with the Disneyland version of that ride. I I would go on that ride at least four to five times every time we were at Disney at Disneyland, going through that, getting in the submarine, and feeling like you are going on a submarine ride is something you can't do every day. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't diving when I right. was a kid. Exactly, you felt like you were. 
in that again that was the great thing about tv's alpha when it was there mm-hmm. and and we we lost the spark and as bad as that sounds as no it's a bad figment joke mm-hmm. oh, the all spark we killed we killed figment <laughs> <laughs> I, I we lost the all spark but we, but we lost that we lost that that thing that triggers us we are so slaves to our devices and our kids and you watch it they're slaves to their devices how do you get them excited again you bring in stuff they know well and that's the thing is like by the time the last time i rode ellen's was 2015 2014 2014 and by that time you're sitting you're sitting on the ride and you can see people's faces light up with their color of their phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they're bored. We we saw it la- I don't remember when the last time we we wrote it. It wasn't We wrote it last food and wine we were at 2016 cuz we had our vodka drinks and I proceeded to pass out. Oh. <laughs> well, because they have they have that stand right there with you can get your Joffrey's uh strawberry lemonade so Adam, sunset. Adam, you shot. got drunk. And then yeah, passed and out I on that. Pretty but much. Even <laughs> I, I truly over napped on Ellen. And that, well, you stand or lay on the floor, the 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 carpet, the carpeted yeah, room, movie, and yes. people were oh, and that smell oh, in that room. Oh my people god! People were on their phones. Oh, the last. Can we take a second just to talk about the odors yeah. that emitted from that attraction? Like people talk about the monorail being a bad smell. That carpet room, the pre-show room. With with literally a back wall of seating and yeah. nothing else, like twelve benches. Twelve benches. That was horrific. Horrific. Did they never clean it? What was the deal? Well, with it's that? Carpet. carpet. It just absorbs it. And you got people it. sitting and, and, and laying on the car- floor and sweating all over the floor. It's- but they can't shampoo the shit once every quarter. It, I don't think it, they care. Well, you have to realize that it's not just it's carpeted, carpeted floors. It's carpeted walls. It's carpeted walls. I wasn't sure if the ceiling was carpeted or not, but there was sound tile on the ceiling. Bet you they did. Large it was carpeted that ceiling. But it was foam sound tile on that ceiling, Mm -hmm. and foam just absorbs more smells. There are some things you can't clean. So, yeah. No. In the the freaking dinosaur room, that also stunk. Yeah, well, that's because they had that, like, misting going on to make it feel like you're in a rainforest, and you're indoors, and... The Jurassic Mold. mildew. Yeah, exactly. You talk about the humidity in that room, with, cu- coupled with the audio animatronics that are in there. I'm surprised they didn't break down as much as they did. They br- broke down all the time. No, I'm talking about all of the dinosaurs. I mean, uh, they, they were usually not, working. Not that you dinosaurs even usually working. They, those animatronics really didn't even move that much. They didn't. No, they barely, they barely moved. moved. Yeah. I mean, one was fighting a rock at one point. <laughs> Literally a rock. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'll miss it because of the nostalgia. That's what it is. It's the yeah. nostalgia of it. It, 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 it. Not for anything, but I remember when ABC was there. But I still miss Horizons. So, I mean, there are certain things that I'm going to always miss, but it, it makes it that much greater when I can sit and watch something from it again. Where, like, we have YouTube. We have all these things that, at least now, when things go away, you can still relive them a little bit. Although, the, see, I've never, I never made it to Disney World for Horizons. Oh. I know. Everyone says how great the ride was, and I, I, I can't fanboy it, it because I wasn't there. It wasn't. 
to be honest, it, it wasn't a great ride. It was, and but again, it sparked that imagination yeah. as a young adult, as somebody growing up. You could see what's possible, and and nothing's there right now that has that. Yeah, and I think that's why Horizons get so much love for it because it, it, it was the, still enough of an attraction to sit there and say you know what all these things are possible living underwater living in the desert living in all these crazy places and it was also the one of the first attractions where you can choose the ending yeah well the majority chose the ending yeah but you didn't yeah. have that anything no, like that you didn't. before I will say I've seen And if you bullied enough of your family, you got the ending <laughs> you wanted. I've seen the video for that. I wish it was, you know, and I think that lends to the mystique of Horizons is that there's no HD quality video of Horizons because it closed before any decent, you know, camcorder could film that. You know, now like I agree. even with Body Wars. Body Wars closed in what, 2005? It was open seasonally on and off. Every once in a while, they would open it up again and then close it. So you could still get a halfway decent camcorder or, yeah, probably still at that time, camcorder, into the ride to take the video of it. Whereas Horizons closed in 1998. Am I right? 98? It closed before a test track opened. So like 97, 98. Um, and there was, there's no halfway decent video of it. It's really grainy VHS style. I I will say most of the videos that we, we watch for the older attractions are from Martin's vids and Martin's Martin's amazing amazing. videos. He's He's awesome. Give a shout out to him. I doubt he even listens, but if you want to watch old attractions, thank you videos. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. He's the guy to go to. Yeah. And and he does a great one for Ellen's Energy Adventure because, again, I do like this ride. I do like the concept of it. I do like the idea of it. And a, and like we've talked about ad nauseum, the first pre-show, that pre-show film is probably one of the best, you know, best, I guess, movies, pre-shows, films in any of the attractions across Walt Disney World. But when your pre-show is better than problem. your attraction, you're in trouble. Well, that yeah, that's the that's the biggest problem. When your pre-show holds more interest than your attraction does, it's an issue. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, and I I find it funny that the stronger the pre-show, the less time that attraction shit sits sits around. So this is the only one that I can think of that sort of sat around for a decent amount of time. Yeah. And and I mean, how long is it? This opened up in what two, two thousand two, nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. It's been around for a while. Yeah, it has. Probably too long. But you, I mean, you think about some of the other rides that opened up around that time. I mean, this is pre test track, pre mission space. It was pretty much the oldest ride it's, in Future World that that's been untouched really since nineteen ninety six. Because, I mean, uh, Spaceship Earth's had a few renovations. Yeah. Um, Test Track opened in 99, right? Test Track, yeah. The Seas opened this in 2000. A, uh, this... Well, well, they took um, Ellen down 
Well, they took the old universe of energy down around the same time that they started building Test Track. Wasn't that what we read or watched? Yeah, or something? something like that. They they closed down about the and same they, time. They wanted to have Ellen open for the summer of 96 because they didn't want both motion, headline, headliner track. At the time, headliner track motion. was closed for the summer. That's when they rushed Ellen opening with uh, the... The crisis yeah, and the thing. Old, uh, the old pre-show that? that showed the movie yeah. for the old Rodak screens, but on the flat screens that they had now, it just fell right. flat. I would love to see those old Rodak screens or an, or something like yeah. that again, though. I wonder if that you... was. I remember being awestruck as that by that by a kid. I w- and again, the pre-show beat the ride hands down. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never got to. I, I like the the score, Adam. You talked about the score for Ellen. The score for mm-hmm. Ellen's great. The score yes. for Universe of Energy was amazing. Okay, it's, the, the song for Universe <laughs> of Energy was typical seventies. Oh, so like. good. <laughs> so seventies educational film, well, like. And that's a oh, that's the thing man, too. I, like, I love these, that song. I still listen to so it. Why? Don't get me wrong, Universe but I mean, of Energy. It's funny how the park opened it's in 82, but all the music was very indicative of the 70s. So you could tell how long it took to prepare this park. Yeah, it did. It well, did. I mean, you also think about, like, uh, this is just the throwback in general, but you listen to the opening music from Epcot, yeah. and it's all the songs that are yeah. no longer in the park anymore. I well, I like that. But that's the, but I, I do too, and I'll, I'll tell you what. I have on my, on my, um, my iTunes... Epcot entrance music, Epco- uh, Innovations Plaza, Future yeah, World music, because th- that is some of the best background music in the park. Like you could sit, Tim, go get your uh, your strawberry vodka Joffrey's lemonade thing, and just sit Double on that shot, bench please. and listen to the background music over by yeah, why, Energy why, why Adventure. They serving this at the funeral. They I don't know. Have man. This at the funeral because that's the best drink. They should have. And it's right next door. It's cool, it's refreshing, and it's got two shots of vodka. Only if you ask for it. Yes. You gotta ask for it. Yeah, you gotta ask for it. I can't wait to have one. 46 days. We are at 34 today. Awesome. We got, got, uh, in fact, Scott and I were talking on the phone uh, as I got the mail, and I got Magical Express in the mail today. I was going to ask you if you got your Emmy tags. We were talking about we should be getting ours soon. And then probably, what, in about nine days you get your Magic Bands. Did they ship yet? No, I think they wait till fifth. uh, 25 days. 25 days you're supposed to have them. That's the best email I ever get is that your Magic Bands have shipped. You know what? I'm going on a tangent real quick because this pissed me off. <laughs> what the hell happened to the old boxes with the Magic Bands in it? Oh, they what changed mean? the Magic Band box. <laughs> the the ones like with you the... used to get a box. Yeah, with the Incredibles. That's now it's just like a a paper tube. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we got the, the last trip we got when we went in April. We got the box. Nope. Last trip we got yeah, the cardboard, cardboard shit. shit with the tube and we just we just took them out. Really? And Hell, I out. even think I still have my my well, flash drives sitting around that they sent us at one point. Well, we got a up. box though. You guys are APs yeah. though, right? Because yeah. we didn't upgrade our APs. I wonder. No, if that's we didn't upgrade why. until we got to the park. We didn't. We never even got AP magic. Did band. you get? 
Yeah, I don't have an IP Magic Band. I just have a regular No, because we had existing ones. We didn't even get our sliders, which I want to get my slider when I get to the park this time. Hold on. I think that's because we upgraded our tickets at the park when we already had Magic Bands. So they just... See, that's the old box. Yeah, that's the box we got last time when we went with you guys. We didn't get this last time. Oh, see, we did. I remember getting it. We don't even have the the box we got last time because we threw it out. No, it fell apart after I took it out. It was literally just paper. Huh. So angry. So angry. And uh, does anybody still have the USB drive? I have mine lying around somewhere. Aw. Oh, this must it be a collector's be. item then. What, the USB? what is the USB drive? What's on that? It used to be, when Magic Bands first launched, it was this little USB thing that lit up. Incredible. It was like Incredible's that, emblem. With the symbol for the Magic Bands. And the emblem lights up. I have it somewhere. I'll have to look for never, it. Never got one. We of have those. a Cars one too that a friend of ours what gave year? us when Cars then first opened. It was a uh, press. Uh, what year did they come out? I don't Magic know. Band? Magic 2012? Bands. 2012 was the first time. Because we didn't go till 14. We got them. We got them, but I know they were in testing for a while before we got them. Just for, just for show purposes, I mean, like for like shock, shock and awe. I would be happy to pay the extra eight bucks if you could open it up and have a small LCD screen with a little movie welcoming you to Disney World. That's what I want yeah, to fucking see. Yeah, that would see. be awesome. Yeah, that, I, I, that would be really awesome. I don't think it'll ever happen. LCD. No, I mean, it's just hell, too much. if they got rid of if they got rid of the little even even if they gave you like a code that you no. can go on the website and type in this code and it gave you a little personalized video on the website, that would be cool. Well, I mean, or how about augment reality? You can just download the Disney ship right there into my experience and have the augment reality and hit it on your box and have Mickey come up and welcome the the freaking Odegaards or the the Farnies or you would, know would, Tim would and it Adam be talking Mickey from Main Street Theater. No, oh, no, please no. I love no. talking Mickey. No, no, you, no, no. I'll, I, creepy, creepy. I'm fine with. I'm fine with. Them. Wave at you, Mickey. I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, yeah. put your hand on your hip, Mickey. Uh, but Mickey talking Mickey. Uh, I love talking Mickey. Talking Mickey is awesome. You guys need to stop doing it's, drugs it's, before you go in there. It fucked me up. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I can't do this. I will never do it again. That, and that's the that's the one thing like we disagree with Kate upon because she loves talking Mickey. That they, that dude is creepy as hell. It's fine. It's fine when Talking Mickey's on the stage show and doing right. a stage thing. That's fine. I have no problem with that. When you're but when he's face like to all face with face? that motherfucker in his dressing room, love no, it. It's fucking creepy. Brings me to tears every time. It every scared time. the shit out of me. I mean, I've never felt so awkward in my life. <laughs> it's just he like was, oh, he was scary oh, than oh step back, sir. <laughs> no way, man. I love him. I I no. Sorry. <laughs> It just nope creeped me out. So don't know why it did. Just creeped me out pretty bad. So a question I have: getting back to getting back to the reason we're all in this room here drinking. Um, why do you think Exxon left this ride? Because this kind of this kind of was like the, the de- Juan Valdez. Why well, I- <laughs> <laughs> Juan Valdez is coffee, isn't he? True. Yeah. No. What. I- but Exxon like, Valdez. Do you think that? Do you think if if uh, if Exxon stays around, do you think the ride gets some love after? Because at that no. point, it had been ten years of it. 
Or do you think do you think because they were talking, you know, the whole film is let's talk about the future of energy and and we're barely going to mention oil. Right. Right. Just, I, 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 I have to think about it like this. At the with, time. with Future World and the sponsorship of the rides at Epcot, almost all of them have pulled out. Except for, at this yeah. point now, just General Motors. Yep, the last, the last ones. ones. Wait, no, it doesn't Nestle sponsor uh, Living with the Land? Someone sponsors Living with the Land. Nestle's. Yeah, I can't Nestle's. remember who it is. So. Nestle. Yes. Yeah. So is uh, are they are they pulling out or is Disney kind of twisting their arm because Disney is a money maker and they don't want anybody's hands on anything that they no, have? No, Siemens offered a lot Siemens of money to stay on. Offered to supply Walt Disney World with a whole new fleet of monorails. You see, I don't know how true. I that heard is. several stories from pretty reputable sources. I've heard a lot of stories about that too. Do you know what kind of undertaking that would be? Oh, it would be tremendous shutdown of the monorail system. Yeah. And oh, mean, it's not, it doesn't work 60%, oh, 70% of the time anyway. Yeah. I know. Right. But, I mean, I, I can't picture Disney, first of all, wanting to shut that down for the length of time to do that. And at the end of the day, to have that labeled Siemens. <laughs> and, you know... I mean, Siemens as a transportation thing might all not be too uh, good of a move. All jokes aside, I think I think Adam's got a point there. Not the pun tongue in cheek <laughs> Siemens, but to have Still someone else's fun. name on your brand, to have someone else's name on your thing. Well, it it can't be any more tarnishing than <laughs> no, someone else's name on your thing. Still doesn't sound like a good thing. It can't be any more tarnishing <laughs> than having your name on a, on a, a thing that's not working. I mean, you don't that's, want semen all the over biggest your embarrassment park, right? of what doesn't work right now is the <laughs> monorails. Yeah. yeah, but you know, you you want to be really careful with the control of your semen when it goes into the contemporary. <laughs> Going back to the monorail, if I'm paying to stay at a resort with with uh, the monorail being a right. selling point, you want to make sure there's a lot of semen's in there. I want to make sure the fucker works. I don't want. I don't want no monorail well, I mean, dysfunction. That's always. <laughs> you know, we we missed we missed park yep. opening. We missed rope drop at Magic Kingdom because the monorail was fucking down. Well, that was because it was it didn't start running, and then there was a whole bunch of other issues that cascaded, and we didn't get out at the right time because we were dragging ass that morning. Um, but with Siemens leaving Epcot, there's there's nothing really left for. A, a park that was built on corporate. What is that going to do for uh, Spaceship Earth? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's going to do anything for it. I, I think Disney, Disney doesn't. Uh, all right. So first of all, the whole purpose behind corporate sponsorship, like Exxon for Universe of Energy, like Nestle, and now Chiquita Bananas, Chiquita Fruits, whatever it is, for the Land Pavilion, they were designed to essentially give Walt Disney free money. I mean, it's what he he did with the World Fair. Yeah, it's what he did with the World's Fair. It was, I don't want to spend my own money. I'm going to get someone else to do it for me. And then I'm going to build something and make it great and then say thank you very much. And that that goes back to even We don't need it it anymore. A lot of the original attractions in Disneyland were sponsored. They were all sponsored. You know... Something sponsored I'm say by a lot of the attraction Carnation. in Disney World were sponsored too. At one yeah, point. they were, they were. 
I mean, you you think about all the all the attractions: Test Track, GM, uh, Mission Space, HP sponsored that for a while, for a mm-hmm. long while. Um, even if we go back, you got even, Delta. Yeah, Delta's Dream Flight and Eastern Airlines. I mean, Monsanto's House of Future or House of Plastics. The, all, all of these, all of these attractions well, had sponsorships. I mean, I wouldn't. The thing with the Monsanto is, I don't know if I would call that a true attraction. Oh no, it's a walk. That was just it was a, a walking yeah. advertisement for Monsanto. <laughs> but that was the thing is, they paid money to have their oh, name yeah. in the park, and Disney got free money for it, and they could use it. I mean, Kodak. Kodak sponsored everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, now it, Kodak is now in this situation. It transferred to Nikon. Yeah. Yep. Nikon. It's now Nikon picture spots, yep. and you're looking at Nikon um, cameras in the park for the photographers. All because Kodak couldn't see the writing on the wall. Well, but I mean, that's the danger, though, when mm-hmm. you get in bed with these companies. Yeah. And I think that's something that Disney had to learn is that once these companies go under, that money stops. Yep. And then now what? Because now we have all this branded stuff mm-hmm. that we're pretty much giving free advertisement to for companies that don't even exist. And and I think Disney's – what Disney needs to do and what they've done in the past with the new updates is make them so that if the sponsor does go away, it doesn't affect the ride. Like if GM or Chevrolet – Chevrolet left test track tomorrow. Would it really affect the ride? That end show, it would. J- well, just that end, that whole end where they have all the cars. Yeah, but you could pull right, that but, out easily. But they could put it. They could pull that out and put in a futuristic car-looking thing and make gen- generic knockoff cars, where you can go and take a look at them and and say these are concept cars of the future. All right, for me. The best part of that is looking at those cars. I know. I yeah. hate the Me new too. attraction. That Corvette Z06. Exactly. Oh, my I God. hate the new well, test track. Every, I cannot The first time stand we it. rode test track, they had that wooden Hummer from the commercial. Remember when Hummer first became yep. popular and, and the commercial had that little kid driving the wooden Hummer? They had it in the, mm-hmm. the end show. And it was it was so cool to look at. You But, you know, you take that out, though. I mean, you could you could put anything in there, I think. At this point, I think Tax Track needs to go next. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Tax Track doesn't need to go next. Okay, guys, we're, we're at a funeral. We're not hitmen. We don't decide who we're going to kill. Well. Oh, that's fine. We're at a funeral. We're drinking, hey, man. to be fair, we decided to kill Ellen well before yeah. she died. Yeah. She's, no. she's in a, she's in no. a box, she's in a box because partially of us. because of us. I am not a leader. I'm a follower, Disney and one of you guys show. decided to kill her. I just followed along. No. Oh, they, look at that. Disney listens to our <laughs> show and they said, you know what? These five guys have something. Why, why do you think we're sitting Let's in this VIP the section of the funeral reception right now? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, why do you think you got some nice Hanalei IPA? It has nothing to do with the conversations we're having are totally inappropriate <laughs> right. for a funeral. <laughs> we just spent five minutes on semen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's what makes this funeral great. Semen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Semen makes it all all Not that quite much drunk better. enough yet, guys. Give me another beer. <laughs> oh, Jason, you need less beer. No, Adam, I do, I do really like that that end show for for Test Track. I I will if if they ever got rid of that because of the sponsorship, I would miss seeing some 
of those cars. I, I could give two shits about the Chevy Volt. No, but I get that. But look what happened with um, the Imagination Pavilion when Kodak yeah. pulled out. Yeah, no, you, you got a you got a point. You got a point. It, it's this whole bunch of empty way. Empty, wasted space. Yeah. There's, they put nothing back into those, it. Those computers and the it, pipes are slow as dog shit. Like you're, but they put nothing in there. Yeah. They're, it's empty and it's and it looks – it's wide open, empty space. And and I think that's kind of why Disney needs the corporate sponsorship because – I think they need to get away from it and just build their own shit. Well, the, but they need to spend the money and I don't think – I don't feel like Disney's willing they to spend the money. Now. They have no choice hopefully, now. They are now. Hopefully. No, they are now. I mean who sponsored um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? No one. No, I know that. That's my, I know that. And I mean, Star Wars who's Land. sponsoring a lot of the changes no. that they're making? Who's sponsoring? Yeah, exactly. Who's sponsoring Star Wars Land? Uh, yeah, they can't do sponsorships for that. That would break the fourth but, but, wall. But, but at the end of the day, who, who sponsored Pandora? Like all these things that they have thrown money at recently, they're not sponsored. If they want to get a sponsor after the fact... And put a little like sort of like the Nikon picture spot, perfect. Yeah, knock yourself out. But for right now, when you're building these new things, make it your own, and then let people come to you and say, "I want to sponsor this. Where can I put my name on this?" I think that's the smartest yeah. way they can go about it. And, and you're right. Like, but places like Avatar Land and Star Wars, they really can't have sponsors without breaking a fourth well, wall. Well, the thing is, is you could can. in Star Wars Land because Budweiser. I'll just throw Budweiser, okay? Because it's a, a, one of the most popular builders. All right, they could come up with their own Star Wars lingo language that's not even English, and they could brand it that beer of that. I mean, it, so they could have that sign up there. I mean. There are, way, there yeah. are ways well, around it. Yeah. I mean, when you think about Pandora, Pandora is supposed to be the outpost of this thing. Why wouldn't Nikon have picture spots? Right. I'm sure they do. But but do they? Do they? I I, I mean, I, I haven't been I'm yet. Sure when you guys go, yeah, when you guys go in 40 some odd days, you, you well, let me know if there are Nikon picture spots. But I, I think park-wide, like property-wide, that's why you're seeing the Joffrey's coffee. You're seeing the Starbucks. You're seeing all this other stuff. Sam Adams now is a big beer run around property wide. That's where they're getting their money. Mm-hmm. And they make some damn good beers for Disney yeah, World. Yeah, but how man. many people have, have yeah, commented going, where can I buy Joffrey's? I had it in the parks and I loved it. Where can I buy it? At well, least... yeah, I hear it a lot. Online. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, and, and it's what a what a. I wish it wasn't 15 bucks a pound because they have... If you go onto Joffrey's website, they have every single coffee in Disney World available. And it's good. It's so good. Yeah, I got the, the cake cups. You have, to, they're good. You have to cut they're this not... out, but if you listen to Resort Loop, they're, one of their biggest sponsors is Joffrey's. And they Joffrey's? get like, the first hints of when the sales are going to be. Oh, okay. So if you listen to Resort Loop, you can catch their sales. Sure. And then, De- Dear Joffrey's, if you're listening, you can you can send us some coffee. I love coffee. I love, their, I love tea, so I want. I want to. <laughs> but my point is, is the advertisement yeah, is is no matter what the sponsorship is, it's a it's a very profitable symbiotic relationship between the two, and it always has been. Yeah, and and, and that's ex- exactly what Jason said. To take that a step further, wouldn't you like to be the official drink of this? Area? Absolutely. You don't. You have to come up with a name. You have to come up with a little bit of branding issue, but. 
how much money do you think you're going to make if you have a Coke product enabled with the funny of symbols the Star Wars on it? Land. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure well, that's of that, Star Wars. That's like if you if you go to Animal Kingdom. Kungaloosh. Exactly. Sam, yeah. Sam Adams, Kungaloosh. But they don't they don't say that it's a Sam Adams beer. That's the that's the If you ask, they'll tell you. It, they if they ask, if you ask, they'll tell you. And they still won't tell you it's going to be sold. And they'll tell you flat out it's not going to be sold no, on the Kungaloosh. No, it won't be sold on but the Kungaloosh. you know what? How much money are you going to make off of that one product sold mm-hmm. in one place? It'll be, it'll be some sort of and red ale. you can ale. use someplace else yeah. under yeah. a different label. Some excursion red ale or something like that. But, but it, it, it causes – it gives you a great test yeah. market. It does. It really Coming does. Coming from a true marketing perspective, I can throw this product in there if it works great. If it's not, I didn't spend $4 billion on a nationwide no. launch. True that. No. True that. So it's more like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, and, and those are good for Disney. Those yeah. are good for Disney. They're good for the corporate sponsors that go there. My question is, what's happened to all the lounges? I want to get in some of those. Like Siemens Lounge. Like the Siemens Lounge, Siemens? from what I read, everything was taken the day out. They announced, the, the day they announced Siemens was playing out, Siemens closed yeah. that lounge and emptied it. The uh, the one in Win- Wonders of Life that had that gorgeous that boardroom. Um, the one in the one in the seas is gone. That's now a banquet hall, basically. That's what will probably well, happen to the all Chase the, pulled yeah. out. Chase is not doing the lounge in Chase pulled out. Chase didn't you see now here's the thing though, and I think this is more of a construction issue with Chase. And I think this is why we're not having that many party for the senses. There's a lot of work going yeah. on in Epcot. And I think that's temporary. That yeah, I think Chase will be back. Yeah. I think it's just it's an awkward because they're time still sponsoring right everything else. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're still exactly they still have the the credit card debit but, yep. card. The me- still here's what here's trip, what concerns so, me I, about the sponsorship pulling out is the all these empty spaces no are going to be corporate spots now. You see what I mean? Where they're never going to be accessible to us unless you are privately. It's a it's a it's a corporate like a, the box seats at the Mavs game. You are not getting a box seat unless you are uh, have a corporation tie. So it's like I don't want Disney to go but, that route. I want Disney to remember the little guy. But I think. Th- but at the end of the day, you weren't yeah, getting right. these places but, anyway. Uh, but I don't want it to escalate. Where see okay. Here's what my point is, is Disney sets precedent. I don't want it to set precedent where it's like, wow, we're making this much money off these corporations. What else can we do or what else can we take? See, I don't want it to encroach on our area is my point. No, I think I think ultimately those places are going to end I, up I unused. I don't think they're going to. No, no I, I, think, I think they're going to be rented yeah. as banquet, yeah, they're banquet halls. halls. I like exactly what you yeah. said. Or private event spaces, which it, they're throughout Disney. And that's what they use the Odyssey for? And that's what they use the the Living Seas Lounge. You can rent some of the actual attractions. Yes, you can, and have actual events in the attractions. Jason, so, I mean, Jason, when you win the Powerball, you can rent out Figment. You can. And just get that skunk blasting <laughs> yep. in your face just constantly. Stand there in front of that skunk machine and and take your chance with Jamaica that slot man. machine, huh? We just didn't would know the difference. I just have the Jamaica I, man with me. Well, the. All I have to say about that is <laughs> The only corporate lounge left is the GM lounge, which is one of the most exclusive lounges to get yes. into. You have to be an employee yeah. of General Motors to get yep. in there. 
Yeah, that's uh, it's supposed to be really nice, really yeah. nice. I don't know any. But at the but at the end of the day, and I'm going to be honest, these are places I was never getting into. Mm-mm. I always wanted to. No, I'm not missing something that was that I never could normally have access to. And and from what I understand, the Siemens Lounge was just meh. It was like a Coke machine and a place to sit down. I just but want the view. It was a cool view, a cool of view of inside the. You were s- never getting into yeah. it now. Thing, but the thing is, is I don't want it to set precedents to where. Look at maybe we can make a little bit more money by shutting down Figment and turning that into a spot. And let's go ahead nah, and, and share. No, 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 well, no. They're not going to do no, that. Well, I mean, Jason, these things have always that these things have always been there. Yeah. This, they're not creating new ones. They're already existing. It's more of what to do with them now that the sponsors yeah. are no longer using these spaces. Yeah. The one in the Wonders of Life Pavilion, the whole thing shut down. There was no sponsor. There was no need to use it. It's just been empty. Yeah. Exactly. The one in Siemens, the one that Siemens owned, Siemens always had it. And before that, it was AT&T Lucent. and whoever had it before that. It was sort of like a bonus. Yeah. For being a sponsor is that you had this private area for your employees to go. Boy, to. I'm really kicking myself for not getting into that. So lounge. if there are people that are that are ever gonna uh, eavesdrop on a on a uh, conversation in a funeral, and you have ties to these places and you have access to them, <laughs> and you're in this and you're in Disney World at the same time, Jason. For for <laughs> or Adam or yeah. Tim well, or Scott. The or funny thing is we had we had we offers gladly to play... go up into the Siemens Lounge when it was still open, but we the timing didn't work and yeah. now that Siemens Lounge is closed. It just fell well, through. So so that's been alright, so let's go through that. That lounge has been Siemens. Lucent. Right? It's been Lucent Technologies. Yes. I, I my dad dad worked for them. I really kicked myself for not getting that. Uh Lucent. Uh, yeah, dad worked for them too. AT and T. Yeah, dad worked for them. Did I wasn't it, didn't realize wasn't it that. Bell Labs in the beginning? It was Bell Labs, but he never worked for well, them. Well, Bell yeah. was yeah. AT&T yeah. before it, the Monopoly when, stuff When happened. AT&T sponsored that, uh, my dad was working for GTE, which actually got us our first trip to Walt Disney World. He won, He basically was like the best salesperson in the country. We had an all-expense-paid trip to Disney World for our first one, and that was, that was amazing. Man, that was amazing. That's awesome. Get yeah. the fuck out of my house. Wow, God, he really is—he really has been hitting the sauce hard tonight, guys. And the surprise. Why should this be different know, from any other He's just—he's so angry about Ellen. It, you know what? He's just Look, angry. It's probably—it's probably because Ellen rejected him once. You know, because he's not her type. Gay. I don't know. But you've seen the shirt. You've seen his face on a happy ride. What makes you think he's <laughs> going to be happy at a funeral? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, but so you know what, Jason? Would you like to toast Ellen? I mean, you've said you've said you basically told her that she's old, she's done, and she needs to be buried. And quite the contrary. Do you want to toast to her? Me, least? Do you do you want to say something I good about her? I love me some Ellen. She's an incredible, incredible uh, icon in this country. And if you want to see somebody that has uh, always had a positive show and someone that has. Uh, been a plus to this country i will give it to her so whether people like it or whether they don't this ride deserves a toast goodbye to jason's hemorrhoids you're here jason's hemorrhoids may you forever (laughs) rest in peace and where was that location scott 
what location? On, on your oh, buttocks? Yeah, the, uh, the ride, where they go. The ride. The fucking ride heaven. You said it in your, your beginning. Attraction heaven? <laughs> Attraction heaven. heaven. There she is. Attraction heaven. <laughs> also known as your buttocks. <laughs> Semen. <laughs> Hey, uh, um, Ellen? You in there? Yeah, it's, uh, it's me. It's, it's Mikey. <sighs> Listen, I know I'm late, and everybody at this funeral's, they've, they've, they've already gone. All right, I know this, and <sighs> I guess, I guess really that's a pretty good, uh, metaphor, I guess, for our relationship, eh? <laughs> um, I just, I wanted to say I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry I was, oh, hang on. Do, do, you, do you mind? I brought my own. It's a hams. Um, they're cheap, but they make my breath smell like an old dead vagina. Anyway, never mind. Um, it's like this. Um, I'm sorry that I never made time for you, okay? You were there. You were there for me, and I ignored you. I just, I don't think I really understood you, okay? I didn't know what you could give me. Like today, I, I'm waiting outside, um... You know, and I see these guys, they're leaving here, and the way they're all talking about you, about how great you were, and how they're going to miss you. And, and I know that some of them, they probably even slept with you. But you know what? I don't, I don't know that I would have loved you more than them. But damn it, Ellen, one more month. Why couldn't you just hang on for one more month? I know it's selfish of me to ask. I know you were suffering. I read about your breakdown right before they pulled your plug. But I was, I was really hoping that I could be with you. And, and now you're gone. I mean, you're still right here, right in front of me. But, hear that? You're all, you're all closed up, and you're quiet. And this place, it seems dark and empty without you, and I'm alone, and, and we're, we're alone, and we're all alone. We're all alone. How about one final ride, huh?